The Hold Fast Social Club presents So You're Kinda a Big Deal with your hosts, Sean Headley and Dave Allen. Welcome to So You're Kinda a Big Deal, a weekly podcast deep diving into the lives of emerging and established tattoo artists. Listen in as we dig into origin stories, industry hot topics, and what it takes to survive in the world of tattooing. This is Tattoo Shop Talk. It's funny, it's crass, inspiring, and sometimes we get it right. Join your hosts, Sean Headley and Dave Allen, every week as we host a new guest. Hey, I'm Dave Allen. I brought you a Hold Fast Stay Gold docuseries, and I've got a new service. It's called the Hold Fast Social Club. And it's basically a matchmaking service for tattoo studios and tattoo artists. As an artist, we used to have these tight little networks we could rely on to find new places to work, guest spot. As the industry's exploded, all these networks have been fractured. And there's people in your own town you don't even know. There's shop owners you've never met before. Wouldn't it be nice if there was some kind of service that would vet the shops, that would take your needs seriously and match them against the tattoo studios needs as well so that you're going to have the highest rate of success with these matches you can meet and work in studios as guests or as a full-time gig with people you never would have had access to before that's what the hold fast social club aims to do i think all our volumes are good Oh, fuck you, Sean Headley. <laughs> I was doing so the countdown. this whole podcast is going to be Sean Headley trying to alpha male the situation because there's a girl in the room. <laughs> oh, fucking please. Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> if I'm going to alpha male for anybody, it's going to be for her man. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I do. <laughs> well, uh, who, who's your man? Let's let's talk about that right away. <laughs> Mike. We can just Mike. Super fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Freedom Fab. Freedom Fab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Check him out. Check him out on Instagram. He sells cool. He makes really cool custom stuff for cool bikes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have an interesting setup. You two side by side. Where yeah. are you guys? You're you're in Champion. We're at Champion. Cool. Yeah. That, yeah. Figures that backdrops all right. Is that one of those uh, really awesome wide armrests? Yes, it is actually. And how is it for tattooing on other than being a coffee table? I've never used it. What? Yeah, it's Wesley's, and he oh. fucking loves it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks great. I just, I just don't feel like spending the amount that this costs. How much I'm are they? Cheap. Four fifty. Four fifty, and then you gotta get them shipped from Europe. Oh my god! Yeah, someone's yeah. gotta start still, making those in Canada. I'm still, yeah. u- I'm still using a fucking massage table with barely any padding on it that I bought for 180 bucks like 10 years ago. Nice, cheapskate. <laughs> I give all my money to Dax for his fucking stupid machines that I love. <laughs> Anyways, nice little... let's get started. Shay. Shay, this is Dave, and you're on, so you're kind of a big deal. Tell us about you. 
Kind of this is this is going to be pure comedy. You two should have your own show already. <laughs> so bad, it's so bad. Shay is that like short for Shamalika Matzo Balls? Do you want me to say my full name on the internet? Yes, sure. Shaylee. Yes, of course it is. Nicole Leontina Motz. Leontina. Wow. Yeah, try writing that on a customs form. I'm like you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, like, is that like Edmonton Italian or what is that? Uh, well, my grandma's German, and my whole side of my mom's all Israeli, so I don't know. It's just crazy, holy cow! But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you wonder that's why a cool I shortened combo. it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool combo. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been tongue tied as a kid. Like I don't even know how to pronounce my own name. <laughs> that's inner turmoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The German always trying yeah. to beat the Israeli out yeah. of you. <laughs> Oh, we're fucking canceled now. <laughs> yeah. I told you it could be second. Like, yeah, yeah. So Kanye uh, West. <laughs> we're gonna go down as our most offensive podcast. It's, if any anything like the pre-podcast talk we had. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave always likes to know, like, your start. How did you get started in tattooing? Um, yeah, I, think, I started. Oh. No, go ahead. I think I just think that's a fascinating place to start because most people yeah. don't don't know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually get asked a lot. It's awesome. Um, I started apprenticing under Mike Peace, Parlor Studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. He asked me one day because he knew he gave me my first tattoo when I was fifteen years old. <laughs> you son of a bitch! He was yeah. was he grooming you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I've been tattooed by him for, you know, it was close to a decade before I even started. So I've known him. I hung out with, you know, the whole Bushido crew and everything. I was always that annoying little girl hanging out and I just wanted it. And then I was, uh, I went back to school because my dad said like, no, you're not going to tattoo. You're going to get an education. So I did. Um, so I was a graphic artist for about eight years. And then, yeah, I mean, Mike knew how bad I wanted it. And he called me up one day and he was like, do you want to learn a tattoo? And I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, don't say things like that unless you mean it. And he meant it. <laughs> so um, yeah, he, he knew, like he knew how bad I wanted it. And I think he knew how bad something new like that would work. So he was really stoked to bring me in. And I'm, I mean, it was a really cool just opportunity just to kind of get in the door. And yeah, I started with him and it was really, really cool. What year was that? Uh, well, I've been tattooing for almost six years, so I don't know, six years ago. Fucking, you do the math. God damn it! Another one that's only like Fuck five, crazy. Six years I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for was, me, it was it was years and years and years of. We got to start bringing more shit. people on to make us look good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna listen. <laughs> Oh my god! And you were with Mike. You weren't with Mike very long. How long were you end up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. uh, I mean, Mike and I had a really good, like, relationship and respect, like originally. So he was very well aware of where I wanted to go and how quickly I wanted to get there. I was very stubborn, and I was like, you know, balls to the walls. I'm not doing anything half-assed. And he was very encouraging of that, which was really cool. Like he just said, you know, get where you need to go. And then yeah, I got to the point where I was like, it was time to fly. And he was super supportive of it, which yeah. was awesome. What yeah. was that apprenticeship like? Was it like a traditional style apprenticeship or were they, because you had an art background, were you tattooing right away? 
Um, I'd say I was tattooing right away. Mike was really good. I mean, I had a lot of technical learning at first. And then um, it was really cool because, you know, we'd have our art nights and I would show him my fine art background and he'd show me his tattoo background. And it was a really cool <laughs> mutual teaching lesson. It was really awesome. But I'd say very quickly. I mean, I got thrown to the wolves very quick. Like I, he said, you know, go for it, which was pros and cons to that for sure. But uh, it was, I mean, there's no other way I would have done it. That's just true shape fashion, you know, learn the hard way. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and was what good. was it? Was it a big, uh, was it a big change for you from being a graphic designer? No, there's just as much weird people in graphic design, but I, I did like <laughs> oil and gas. Like I did oil and gas, repetitive, you know, the same tedious, you know, logo package, web design. And it became so like on day and it was just over that. Then I was a graphic artist for a mascot company. So I designed mascots for like the NHL, CFL, MLB, like huge mascots all over the world, which was different. And I started realizing very quickly how I really liked that change every day, how every day was something different. And that really stimulated me to not be doing the same thing over and over. So when I got into tattooing, if anything, that 10 years of learning to deal with customer service and constructive criticism and understanding changes when you spend 30 hours on something because, you know, that team has $30,000 spent on a mascot and you're like, cool, this better be good. So it, honestly, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was just another element of don't disappoint this person and do your best. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good. Uh, it was. I mean, it's hard. It's always hard. It's still hard. Every day it's hard. But I think if anything, it just pushed me. I was challenged more, which I'm stoked for. So, have you had to tattoo any of the mascots you designed on anybody yet? No, but I see them on TV. <laughs> it's like my little claim to fame. I'm like, I did that. No one I cares. One. But I did That's that. what. Did you design <laughs> the really ugly Edmonton one? No. <laughs> I wanted like a Derek at one point. I was like, you guys, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but no I did lots like lots of NFL um so my boss was the original Harvey the Hound he made his that mascot like 35 years ago in his garage for Calgary Flames and he just blew up and it was a really cool business but uh I that was the one where I really realized that custom designing something different every day it really like got my brain going I'm like okay like this is where I want to go with it so yeah cool it's good and then you got into tattooing and just started doing the same thing every day. Yeah. It was literally <laughs> every day. But every single day. Oh, no, it's good. It was really good. Honestly, going into tattooing, it was so organic, but it, it wasn't, I didn't fight anything. Like I knew exactly, it just kind of worked. It went right into it. I had enough of that background that I just went like smoothly into it, which was really yeah. cool. You mentioned that you had uh, pretty big goals and you're driven when you started. What What were those goals? Well, what did you want to do? My fine art. That was, I wanted oh, okay. to stick to my surrealistic illustrative style, which I did. Um, and I was very stubborn. You know, I was like, I'm not doing trap, not doing grayscale, not doing these things. Mike's like, well, you're going to have to. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it, which sounds super cool and edgy and badass, but I like severely regret it. Like I should have done so much more. Like that's the biggest con of, being really niche and sticking to one style was that the first five years I like, I'm just starting grayscale now. Like I'm just expanding into learning how to do that. So I was very stubborn and I wanted it. I was like, I want that fine art. I want that colorful illustrative. I want the weirdest shit possible to tattoo on people. Again, 
it's a niche. Not everyone wants a severed duck head on them. Right. <laughs> so. But all the other styles also will just help you grow in your own style, which, <sighs> you know, you mm. ignored. Well, I did. Yeah, I screwed up. But in the last two months, I've been pushing grayscale and I'm already coloring differently. Like, it's just insane. All those different styles of tattooing, they all come together and, and they play with each other. And I think now that I'm learning all of those, it's changing everything about how I tattoo. So cool. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And humbling. Holy shit. <laughs> so if you, were <laughs> if you were starting over again, you would, you would take on anything you would start yeah. whatever came through the door give me all the tasmanian devils and the grayscale crosses like i would take those on now like that's the stuff like for me i think anyone who asks me you know if you could go back what we changed that would be it because you know i was in my third or fourth convention two years in and i got no showed and so someone walked up to the booth and they're like hey i want to get a rose i'm like what the fuck do i do and Mike's like, you tattoo the rose. I'm like, I don't have seven hours to draw it. I don't have seven hours to do a color study. What am I going to do? So I had no flexibility in the sense of just running on the spot. I had I've done maybe three walk-ins in almost six years. Oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. So, so when you, did you apprentice in a private studio? No, it was just the moment I started tattooing, I had such a following already for my artwork and so many people who were so willing to let me fuck up their skin which was amazing but I didn't really have a chance to do walk-ins I I pushed myself and you know marketed myself so quickly and that right there is like the new age of tattooing where I relied on social media I never yeah, had yeah. to wait for someone to walk in so again downfall is I will like shit my pants from being nervous because I don't know how to on the fly work that's just I can't but how do you tell a new artist though that if they have a following already, like a, a lot of young people do, that they should put in that work, that they should hold themselves back. I mean, that's a hard thing to tell any oh. anybody, you know? How yeah, do you do I mean, that? Stubborn people. Like, I, I was the same person. I was super stubborn. Very, you know, that's it's my way or the highway, which isn't a good way. That's why you have mentors. I said people who guide you. And Mike did try. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he tried. He was like, you have to do these. But without the experiences of failing over and over with something that you're not good at you're not going to know even now I'm doing all these little small bangers like these butterflies and moths flat rate so that I can practice and nice. one that brings you back down to ground zero humbles you you're learning and if you're not willing to do that and if you think at any point if you think you're not you haven't learned enough like sit the fuck down because you have so much more to learn <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah it's an it and the longer you're in this you're gonna forget shit and then a couple years later, you'll go back to doing something and be like, oh, yeah, I used to do this. Yeah. Why did I stop? Yeah. It's like like back shading or back dragging, mm. dragging line work, just all different techniques and stuff. Yeah. If you just are, oh, I don't do that style anymore, then all of a sudden you're not. 100%. Like I didn't do Japanese for a long time. I was doing a lot of like whip shading shit. And then I started doing Japanese again. And I'm like, why am I whip shading my fucking wind bars? Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a good look. It, it doesn't work, no. Shan. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think you brought up a really interesting point about failure. And, you know, yeah. that's such a thing in tattooing is that failure is, is unacceptable. And But the truth is we fail constantly. Now, what 
How does that play a part in an artist's growth? Like you must have experienced that yourself because we all have failures. Oh, well, and it's permanent failure. Like I lie awake at night haunted by the half sleeves I did for four months in. Like it's not okay. But I also think, for example, recently I was very, the internet's great, but it's also a downfall because you're only seeing the good tattoos. You're only seeing the pristine lighting. You're only seeing the super clean, fresh tattoos. I recently was very transparent about showing shitty heels, reactions to second skin, reactions to all the glorious numbing sprays left or right, all that stuff we're putting on ourselves. And I think that it's really important to remember that what you see on the internet is so curated that everyone is afraid to fail because they're like, well, it doesn't look that perfect. Well, it's okay to fail. And it's okay because you're looking at the most perfect, beautiful tattoo on the internet. And being able to fail and, you know, I have tattoos coming back now um, that are not only, you know, they're only two, three years old and they look like absolute garbage because I was doing a three liner with 30% black. And I'm like, cool, that's non-existent. That's not there <laughs> What the fuck? You know what I mean? That and shit looked no, look black when you put it in, though. <laughs> it does, but you're like, why is that line four times bigger? I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? So unless you see your stuff healed, all the different techniques you've tried, you're never going to know, which is why I like beg my clients for healed tattoos, because unless we know we've failed and can learn from it, yeah. we can't. Yeah. But it's so important to fail because, I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate because it's at the it's like the expense of permanent, but yeah. you can always fix it. Yeah. Well, I, I think failure on our end is a little bit different than failure for the client. You know, if you're talking about yeah. your your black falling or your black becoming gray or something, that's a failure yeah. for us. But that's not really a yes. failure for the client most of the time. No, but, and they love it though. So yeah, and they keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, you know, if you try and pass this information on, somebody will take it from you. But yeah. then if I say something like that online, if I was sit online, whatever old guy, you're just, you're just jealous. Yeah. We're taking all your clients from you. It's like, you, you have all my clients. That's okay. Yeah, totally. I've been around full, I'm still going to tattoo. I've been around a long time. Yeah. I've gone through many recessions. <laughs> except for my hairline that's never recessed so i'm good <laughs> no but it's you know it's true it's like there's certain things that that we know do and don't work some people have definitely over the years where it's like yeah that's not going to work but somehow some people have figured shit out yes. but then that like looking at pictures of stuff i find people don't understand how or why something works and they try and emulate it yeah. and yeah. then it doesn't work for them and then they don't know how to figure it out because they don't know how to like back engineer because they don't know even no. how their own tattoos are, are healing and exactly. stuff, right? And I think that's kind of a big problem with the creation of, of the internet and only putting the good shit out there, you know? It's like, we've talked about this before, like, you know, when we used to draw with the light blue pencil crayon back in the day, people thought it was, now people are like, oh, just because you like light blue. It's like, no, because the light <laughs> blue is non-photogenic. So you draw your sketch with the blue and then you use like a red or something on top. And then when you photocopy it, the photocopier the doesn't pick up the blue. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have no that, idea. That's, that's, why shit, we, man. that's why we use the light blue, right? And then, But then people start seeing, like, sketches being posted online. It's like, oh, well, I don't like blue. I'm going to do it in purple. It's like, cool. Do it in purple. Yeah. That's not the purpose of what the blue pen was for, right? So if there's no explanation, you know, in the bio about certain things, people don't know the context. And so they just try and, you know – 
bad habits can perpetuate, mm-hmm. I find, right? If somebody's not there to say like, oh, hey, maybe you don't want to try that because yeah. this or this. Yeah. Well, it's well, great to get okay. It's great to get all that information offline, but if you don't have a mentor or somebody who's curating it for you and telling you how it's done, it's fucking worthless. Like you're just floundering. Yeah. Well, and not being held accountable too. Like if you're doing something crappy, like look how many really shitty artists in the city have clients. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I got lots. But you know, (laughs) like they're they're not being held accountable because they're just still tattooing, and they still will always have clients. They will always have clients. So not being accountable and not being you know shown the right way and being told you're wrong. Yeah. How do you even know? Hey man, when I was a teenager, uh, teenagers, quick one. When I was a teenager, I was getting tattooed at Lower East Side in Toronto by Stu K and and Bruce. Stu said to me your attitude will cover up a bad line. Yeah. Any day of the week. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started realizing, man, I know a lot of tattooers that they're not the best. Yeah. They do good tattoos, but they have the best fucking personalities yeah. and it's fun to be around them. Yeah. And it's totally. such an enjoyable time, you know? And it's like, I remember I wanted to get tattooed by this, you know, famous dude in like 94. And then I met him mm. and I'm like, I'm not paying this guy 200 bucks an hour to spend time with him. He's yeah. a dick. You know, yeah, so I get, it. I get it, right? Like, so yeah, there's a lot of people that they're not great tattooers, but they're great personalities, yeah. and that just keeps bringing people back. Mm-hmm. It's also easy today to hide. You know, you can start tattooing with without a mentor, mm-hmm. not in a studio, and then you can be in a private studio for your whole career, never being exposed to other artists criticizing you or helping you by criticizing you. Uh, you see an Amazon account. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We have lots of them, in, lots of them in Kelowna. It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I see the work, and I'm just like, how the fuck has someone not told this person that they can do better? Yeah, like yeah. it's not that they're bad. They just haven't. Why aren't they striving to reach their true potential and being hungry yeah. and like finding someone to teach them? You know, tattooing is so popular. It's so busy now for most people that like all the really good tattooers. They're booked up, and people don't want to wait. Some people are very willing to wait a long time for very specific styles, yeah, yeah. for instance. I booked two months out. You know, and it's like, but like people are willing to wait. There's some yeah. people that aren't willing to wait two months, no. right? So they want to get into a good tattooer. Oh, it's three weeks out. They'll just go to anybody. Yeah. So that's how a lot of these like yeah. not great tattooers survive also is that, you know, people are not willing to wait to get into the artist they originally wanted, you know, and other people are also willing just to go to any artist for a tattoo. And it's just like, well, I don't, don't like, did you not look at my work? I don't do this. Why are you asking me to do this? It's well, like, I get, I'll get like an email that's like, Hey, love your portfolio. Obsessed with what you do. You know, blah, blah, blah. Smoke up my ass. I really want a grayscale portrait of my two-year-old. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't want me to do that. <laughs> but then they're very determined and they say, you know, but I want you to do it. I'm like, but I'm not going to. Here's seven other people who would kill this and should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they totally. get so frustrated because they want me to do it. I'm like, it's not happening. It's going to look like a five year old did it. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think a lot of that is. It's always been in tattooing, the cult of personality. You know, certain people have attract certain other type of people and people will not take no. They're like, no, I love what you do. You have to yeah. tattoo me. And no, it's nothing that you do, but I still want it. Yeah. 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 How, like, oh, how you important really do you find? What? 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 <laughs> Ask your question. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, how important do you find it is to have a niche? Like you definitely, your work fits into its own niche and every artist does. How do you find that's helped you build your career and how important it is to stay true to that? Um, well, I think now that I'm like, we already talked about me expanding on to other stuff, but I think it's super important. I mean, if you're going to be really good at something, you'd be damn good at it. You know what I mean? I, every single tattoo I do, I, I try not to lose myself as a fine artist and an illustrator and what I did, but I take in all the other different elements. But I, I mean, if you're a one trick pony, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you were really good one trick pony. I mean, <laughs> once you get to that point, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. I think it is important, but I also think you should wait until you've experienced all the other things to go into your niche. I'm doing it so backwards, but I think finding something that you're really good at and honing in on it and mastering it and being real, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it has to come from like a platform of all the other things you really wanted to bring into it. I just, I don't know. My work is, I also don't budge on it either. I'm like, no, like that's going to crappy in that color here's what I think you should do. And it's not that I'm trying to, you know, steer the client away from something that they want, but I'm very, very particular in how it looks because I'm, I'm stylizing it to look a certain way. I'm very specific and obviously not with dog porches and stuff like that, which I do all the time, but definitely pushing more of like the neo-traditional, like even, you know, Japanese style stuff, putting that into my things. Like I'm very specific because I also don't want to, you know, step on toes or do something inappropriate you know like I don't want to do something you know in Japanese I actually don't understand the meaning of so like I'm very very specific in what I do and I'm very like this is how I'm going to do it this is how it's going to look let's go yeah you know but I think it is important and I think that if you're not going to find something and hone in on it that you can get sloppy and I think that if you're really focused in on one genre like me it's color illustrative sweet I'm focusing on that. I'm honing in on that. Learning grayscale is helping me, but I'm still like, that's my jam. Yeah. And that's how I can do the best tattoo I possibly can. So I don't, so, I don't see a problem with that, but. No, not at all. So how long should, I know you can't give like a, a number in years or anything like that, but how long do you think, or what point does an artist, a young artist get to where they're like, okay, I've tried all this stuff. I know that I should focus on this. Well, I waited five years, so like to do it the other way. So I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I think you know your entire and again, mentorships are subjective. There's people who do mentor for who have an apprenticeship for four years, and there's some who do it for three months. So yeah. it's in the span of learning, and it's also up to you. You know, we talk a lot about you know the mentor should be there and whatever, but you also have to put that fire in your ass. You also have to prove yourself to learn those other things, and I think. I personally think that you should be doing it for a couple of years, expanding out, but I don't know the magic number. I no. don't, I don't have any idea. But no, I, I don't think that, I don't think there is a magic number, but I, I think people should start looking for signs. I know early in my career, I tried everything and failed miserably yeah. at pretty much all of it. And still try to, figure it out. <laughs> still try to figure it out. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. If every day, I do a tattoo and then I go home and I stare at the photo for three hours, picking apart everything I hate, everything I could have done better, everything that was like, oh shit, I could have done this. And I mean, it drives Mike crazy, but I do it. And it's, I think that that's a good thing. I think you should always, if you don't think you're a piece of shit once a week, you're not, you should stop. 
You're not an artist. <laughs> You're not an artist. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of artists, tattooing, art or craft? Polarizing Ooh. question. Well, it depends. Ooh. Are you a tattoo artist or a tattooer? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, for me, it is a craft and it is something that's not just a tool or a technique. It's a lifestyle. It's eat, sleep, and breathe. It's something that you, you dream about, you have nightmares about, you wake up thinking about, and it's your life. So it's not just, you know, it's not just an art form. It's yeah, Rob Hope. You fucking embody, suck it. You, you embody it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just neurotic and I obsess over things and it's not healthy and very toxic trait, but that's yeah. what I feel. <laughs> but that's just uh, No, that's a great answer. But I'm a fine artist yeah. too. Like I've been doing art my whole life. I've been yeah. painting since I was five years old. So art is art and different forms and mediums are mediums but it's all in one big you know it's who you are absolutely i've always cool. thought tattooing was artistic but the what was different was that you were a commission artist you were never expressing your inner self at any point yeah. with a tattoo so you, it's yeah. hard to claim being an artist i think but rob yeah. hope might disagree with that but we'll just keep bringing this up every podcast and throw me. rob yeah. on the bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, but because the, there also there's the people where uh, this argument used to happen on the Reed Street Forum, where it's like art or craft is fine, but then some people would be like, "What's more important, the art or the technical ability?" And there were mm. actually people who were like, "Oh, the art," and it's like, yeah. "Well, no, if you have shitty fucking line work and fucking janky, scratchy shading, you just ruined your fucking art." Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I think I there's a little bit to that too. I think there's actually, a, I think that's a valid point. I, you know, you look at older Ed Hardy stuff, and the stuff was loose. It was still mm, technically yeah. pretty good, but it wasn't like technically masterful, let's say. But yeah. the art was so powerful, right? And I think that's, I think when you get into that kind of gray area, it's hard to tell. But yeah, yeah. the shit is totally well, janky. Well, I don't, Dave's this. Dave's got this argument though because his line work sucks. Well, yeah. okay, but like, look at least I can put color in solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told you it was going to come. <laughs> this is Sean trying to alpha male the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. But if you look at, for example, the argument between iPads, like this is the one that I deal with all the time. So I'm a digital artist. I've been a graphic artist for a very long time. I'm also a fine artist. I paint everything, draw. If you look at an iPad and drawing it, Ooh, you can do the best iPad drawing in the world. Then you see it tattooed and you're like, well, that looks nothing like it. So, you know, an iPad's a tool, right? That's a tool. That's not a crutch. It's not a replacement of your art. It's a yeah, tool. Yeah. So you're looking at the technical part of tattooing and you're right. I've, I, that was, and that's the struggle. I look at all the paintings that I did, even to this day, tattooing paintings that I did, and no way come close to what I painted. I just can't do it. And it's no, not I... the same. And it's such a different medium and such a different technique that it is very technical. And if you can't technically tattoo, you can't bring art into it. Yeah, it, totally. There is a really weird gray line. I mean, that's literally that argument is my struggle every day. It's Interesting. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of, kind of workload do you keep? You work uh, five days a week, six days a week, two days a week. Would I keep? Yeah, <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah. Um, no, I'm curious. Like, I'm just fuck kidding. both of you. No, no, fuck both of you. <laughs> Wait till fucking Mike gets on this question. 
Yeah. No, I, I can, um, I'm, I can just turn you both off here. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, my work was actually, I'm all, I'm not lazy. I'm very particular. So winter time, I'm like seven days a week, 10 hours a day, work my ass off. Usually around June. It's funny, my clients know, they know riding season's coming up. So they're like, well, good nice. luck getting in the shea. So my workload is based on, it's seasonal. But I uh, I don't book more than two, three months out regardless. Um, I don't like stressing myself out like that. I think if you have, a, you know, clients in your chair every day, you know, and you can look at the next week and see clients in your chair, you're doing great. And I, yep. I think the whole bragging about being booked two years out thing is kind of over since COVID. Yeah. I think everyone really yeah. fucked up on that and they realized how dumb that was. They're like, oh, shit. I can't do anything for the next four years. So, but I <laughs> yeah. don't, uh, I, I mean, I'm doing every piece I do other than obviously pet portraits are custom. So I, everything I do, it's, you know, it's four or five hours a night, every night. And it's, I don't have the ability to look past the next two days. So if I'm booked out till even a year, I, it just makes me want to vomit. So I don't try to put too much on myself so that I can really focus on the tattoos now. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to always have my tattoos drawn a couple days before if I can, but I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we're drawing really big pieces the day before, which is not good. But we day did. before, hour before for you, yeah. Or you yeah. draw it on. <laughs> he draws it on. Yeah. The yeah. reason I ask, the reason I ask is, is the question was more about life work balance. You know, a lot of us struggle right. with working too much. You know. Um. No. I mean, yes, I don't know, because I've always been really good at that. I've always been really good at, you know, but the whole burnout thing, and I'm the opposite. I challenge people who think that hustle culture is toxic. Work your ass off. Why is it toxic? If I want to work my ass off and be better at my craft and, you know, totally. be able to go and do the things that I love, I'm going to do it. I hear that a lot when people say, oh, you know, screw hustle culture. No, screw your laziness. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to tattoo and enjoy life. That's my balance. Yeah. I can fuck yeah, off yeah. to go ride my motorcycle and come back and tattoo for two weeks and be stoked on that. But that's because I work totally. hard to do it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I'm all about hustle culture and I, I, I'm sure the burnout will come and I'll tattoo through the burnout. I don't know. Yeah, or if not, you'll just ride your bike I'll for a while. I'll just ride my motorcycle for a while. Right? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. there's some people that we know people that are, you know, don't consider them. They probably don't consider themselves part of the hustle culture. Yeah. They fucking work hard, man. Like, and they yeah. work a lot. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you have to call it? Why do you have to call it something? It's called working every day. Yeah. Paying your bills and being an adult and then enjoying the life that you have. I don't understand why it has to be this like hustle culture. <laughs> and everybody has Come a different on. balance, yeah, right? Happy. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody has a different balance, you know. Like my oh, idea yeah. of what yeah. working hard is is different than Sean's idea of working hard, you know. Like, yeah, because I hardly work. I know. But, <laughs> again, I'm my toxic trait. Of, you know, if you think that what I do is toxic and it's really bad for you, that's fine. But that's just how I work. Yeah, that's how I function. But that's the yeah, problem yeah. now is that people have to like people don't point inwards no. and try and figure their own shit out. They're just like, you know what? You working that hard makes me feel bad. Yeah. So you're totally. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No. Drink Drano. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I don't. I have a great balance. I find things I love outside of tattooing. 
I still make time for painting. I also don't force myself to paint. I think the internet also forces people to feel like they're like having FOMO from painting. Like you see all these tattooers posting, look at me, I, I, I'm painting eight hours a day outside of tattooing eight hours a day. I'm like, cool, good for you. I'm lucky if I get one painting done a year and I chip away at whenever I can, that's enough for me. Um, again, it's the internet, you see other artists doing it and you're like, oh, well, she's painting every night. Cool, that works for you. I yeah. have to find what works for yeah. you. So, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I can't remember the can't remember the last time I did a painting. Nice. I do remember. I didn't complete it. I ripped it up. Yes, burn it. <laughs> I do this. that a lot. Yes. Yeah, Gave I, all my... a lot. I did a flash sheet and just tore it up. Yeah. 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 Water. Yeah. Water. water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Derek worked so hard on a flash sheet there a couple weeks ago and then just splash the rinse cup all over it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy. <sighs> yeah, I don't remember. Last painting I finished was that skateboard. You drew a Skull Reaper on it, like okay. just rough. And yeah, then yeah. you left it behind. I ended up painting it over COVID. Oh, cool. Last last on there. Yeah. Did you ever send me a picture of that? Uh, didn't, turn I will. Out, didn't turn didn't turn out eh? turned out great i got a bunch of money for it thanks heath for buying it fuck where's my guy? <laughs> concept was mine yeah, yeah and then uh no and then the two paintings i finished before that also were during covid and uh i gave one to mike Pryor and one to glenn oh nice yeah 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 so, cool that's it i'm good now for five years yeah <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to paint a mannequin. What? I said no to that. Did you say no to that? Fuck no. No. Yeah, that sure. sounds hard. What's it for? I don't know. An art show? Oh, so. That sounds creepy yeah, as like, fuck. It's offensive. Is- I'm going to make mine actually offensive. It's I'm going to like tie it up like it's a gutted deer. Yeah. Oh, like though, like right Ed up. Gein. Like right up. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to do like an anal hook posture yes. tie on it and stuff yes. and yeah, yeah. But Shan had all of them in the shop and it was perfect timing cuz Jeffrey Dahmer just came out. Yeah. So we had all these mannequins in the center and like <laughs> man, the timing was perfect. I was like this is the creepiest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Mannequins are like clowns. They're just weird. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I should have brought it out and put it right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my girlfriend's oh. way prettier than my gray mannequin. <laughs> oh, crazy! So, Sean, you got any more questions for Shay? I mean, we've sort of just got past her apprenticeship, and that's about it. <laughs> Oh, I warned you. I'm sorry. That's all good. Uh, uh, well, yeah. So you left Mike's. Yeah. Ended up where? Brindle room. With Sid. Oh, with Sid. Yeah, Sid the kid. Right on. Um, White trash flash. Probably the most exhausting year of my life. <laughs> I love her to bits, and she knows this for the record. Um, she's high energy. She's high energy, but I'll say this right now. Sid is the reason I tattoo the way that I do. I learned from her in the year of tattooing the most do's and don'ts and just watching her tattoo. And she's like, I'd be like, hey, 
you know, my packing, my grayscale is like, it's falling out when I do this. And she was like, what's well, cause you're dumb and you shouldn't be doing that. And she called me out and she, I was just so green. And I mean, it's still loud, but she was so good to work with because she showed me all of these cool techniques. I went from, you know, super traditional learning to Sydney, which is her own element, but it's yeah. like, that was, yeah, that year was crazy, but I was so thankful for her because she showed me all the little tiny elements and things that just, I never would have seen. So it was a really nice. cool one. Yeah. And then I went to boss. I was that boss for the last, that's right. The last few years. Yeah. So. And then you moved up to Edmonton. For a boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Edmonton's a cooler city. You know what? Okay, so now that we're on the internet, I gotta be careful how I say this. Edmonton people are way nicer than Calgary people. It's true. I lived in Calgary for a while too when I was at Bushido. Honestly, the the more blue collar esque, little more just chill vibe. I'm born and raised yep. in Calgary. I love my city and I love my friends, but you know, a lot of people that see is very pompous. You know, you're walking around with your nose in the air and I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. I know, but I moved to Edmonton. Fuck even, it. Sherwood, even Sherwood. Sherwood's like, like Sherwood's the most Calgary part of this area. Yeah. Sherwood park where we are right now. hundred percent, but it's still just a different vibe of people. And, it, and that's, I just, I, I actually noticed it right away within the first few months of living here. I was like, this is different. Like yeah. the, the people are different. I mean, it's not as pretty, you know, that far away from mountains, but it's, I like Edmonton. I always, I always loved Calgary. I never wanted to set foot in Edmonton. I'd never heard anyone say a good word about it. It seemed like yeah. just the place that everybody was trying to get out of. And I went to yeah. visit Sean and I think I was there a half a day and I was like, this is like a little Toronto. This is like what Toronto must've been like in the fifties, just the, the way it looks, the skyline, everything like that. Yeah. It's a cool place. People are yeah, nice. Lots of cool neighborhoods. It's really multicultural. Uh, yeah. I thought it was great. And it's, it's got uh, super doggies. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah. Like the riding scene here is crazy. Like, which yeah. is weird because we're so far away from the mountains, sleeping like in Calgary. But here it's just, yeah, it's a different world. But coming, I mean, I was, if you would have told me even two years ago that I'd leave Calgary for a guy and move up here, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy? Like, no. But it happened. And even just coming up here and getting out of my comfort. I mean, I was in my little Calgary nook, started tattooing there. I knew everybody. I, I mean, everyone in the industry, like I did, it was my little comfort space. And then I came up here and I really had to be like, Oh, other people exist. Other yeah. People yeah. So, How long were you with Mike before you decided to move up here? I don't know. Like six months. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Whatever. No, you know, so, would I say no to that? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Smart. No. Yeah. yeah. I met him at the deadly show and was like, God, Damn it. Yeah. He's drawing his mustache back. Is he? He's drawing it back. I'm so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> mustache right. Oh, fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. And then so you came up here, worked at Shan's for a bit, yeah. Fountainhead. He was like my home base because I knew Shan, right? So it was yeah. like, I already guested there. It was a nice, and I didn't know anything about Edmonton or any of the shops. And yeah. it was just, yeah, I mean, and I, I went there for, it was a really good experience for me because again, boss was, you know, private rooms secluded. I was super lonely. I was like, does anyone else work here? Like it was really dead a lot of the time. Um, and then I went to Shans and it was like, you know, eight artists, all with eight clients, open concept, you know, walk-in vibe. And it's has its own pros and cons, but 
you know, working with Sean was awesome. He's such a good dude. And just being around so many different styles of artists, like, yeah. that was really cool for me. I was like, I haven't been around this many people in so long. Like, this is so great. And then I was like, okay, now I'm overstimulated and I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Michelle, I mean, he's such a good guy and we have a great relationship too, that it was easy yeah. to just be open and like, hey man, like. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. 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 So what was I, your first I, convention? Lethbridge. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Lethbridge. Okay, funny story about this one. Lethbridge convention was awesome. Um, I've never been a partier because I actually became sober going into tattooing. And I was there, like, just watching the debauchery that was happening. Wait, you were sober and worked with Sid Dyer? She's sober. She's sober now? Sydney doesn't. She's allergic to alcohol. She doesn't drink. Like, she's, like, that's what it was going to do. She doesn't. Trust me, she used to, but she doesn't. Um, Sydney, you're just that crazy? She's just a bad thing. <laughs> awesome. Um, but Lethbridge, Lethbridge who mentioned, and it was funny because Lucas Ford came up to me, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike knows everyone. Mike Beast knows everybody. So he's introducing me to everyone, and, you know, and, and I go back to the booth, and I'm taken up, setting down, because he does, like, 90 tattoos in a day. And it was awesome. But some guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, like, this actually might be a really good, you know, Jesse Young liner. And he's like, hey, like, this might be a really good liner for you. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> just super rude. And I was like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I just, I'm, I'm actually down here at the booth down here. It was Lucas fucking Ford. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I went up to him after I'm like, I'm such a dick. And I'm so sorry. I've never met you before. I, I'm, and he's like, it's okay. It's cool. Like, just don't be an asshole to people. And I'm like, cool. Never be a dick again to anyone ever. <laughs> so, I get it though. It's just like, oh, a redhead's talking to me. It was just like, really <laughs> and he wanted to show me this machine because he just talked to Mike and he was so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who are you? <laughs> He's great. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's awesome. I mean, I, like I said, like Mike, threw me to the wolves i've been i've done a lot of conventions a lot and he kind of just you know go for it like he didn't hesitate with me because he also knew me on a personal level he yeah. knew what i could handle and he was like yeah we're doing it go sweet so, yeah. i had about 90 anxiety attacks right That's yeah good. i still have them i still have them. yeah deadly i had one same yeah yeah yeah. I was just like sweating as soon as I walked in, yeah. seeing whose names Steve are on. Ford. What and I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> I, I saw James Tags as I came in, and I'm like, why did you do this to me? And he's like, welcome. And I'm like, I love it. Oh, amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How many conventions do you do a year, you think? Or try to do? Well, since COVID, I mean, it's hard. It was hard for me to get back into it. Of course. Everyone has said that. Um, but I mean, I'd like to do a couple. I'm going to do, I still think it's going to work is the Austin Inventational, just super rad. Um, When's that? That one's in September. Oh, really? Yeah. September what? Do you know? Second or third, I think. Ah, I'm going to be there just after that. Um, I, I, I'm really bad because summertime when like the Okanagan show, like I've had Rob like, are you coming this year? And I'm like, oh, that's like my time. Like I don't do conventions in the summer because I prioritize riding. Um, but I try to do like maybe two or three. I don't do tours. I don't, I don't do the whole, Hey, I'm going to come here, come here. Like I won't do that. But one I really want to do is the pile of bones every year. I'm like, I really should have gone, yeah, yeah. really gone to that one. Yeah. I, I try to do a couple. I don't overdo it. Cause yeah. 
it's just nice to get out and see people and, and remember that we're all humans and put a name to your face, to your Instagram name and remember <laughs> that exist. So do you guest spot much like outside of Edmonton, Calgary? Like, have you done I many? A couple, yeah. I did one in Hawaii, which was super cool. Oh, sweet. That one was so cool. Which, but, which shot? Um, that was that first point. First point, which island? That was on Oahu. Oahu. Yeah. Oh, move there at any point in time. But yeah, it's, um, I don't, I haven't done a lot of guest spots. I mean, I did a couple in Edmonton to figure out, you know, when we were trying to figure out me moving up here, but I haven't really. And like, I actually really like the idea. Anastasia did this where she guest spotted at all the shops in Edmonton. Like she just hopped around and wanted to like, cause we hadn't done conventions in so long. And she's like, I just want to see people and like be around artists. Yeah. Cause she's got a private studio with Rachel. And she was like hopping around and just guessing and checking things out. And I'm like, even that's rad. Like that's, that's so cool. Yeah. But I'd like to do more. I need to, I need to get out more. I do need to leave my nook sometimes. Yeah. Before I had, before Greg started working here full time, he had guest spotted in my shop. Yeah. Uh, we used to do walking days on boxing day only. Yeah. So he'd come and jump in on that. And Tyler, the tattooer who's now in Glasgow, he would come sometimes and like guest spot out of my shop from Heath's. Yeah. He was a part of right? yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Heath Smith has come and like guest. He came yeah. and he's like, can I come and hang out at your shop? I'm, I'm like, guest yeah, absolutely. Guest yeah. It's just like, it's just fun. Right. It's yeah. like, Hey man, like some people are in private studios and they want some extra stimulation, but not yeah. all the time. It's like, yeah, come hang out for a day or two. I don't well, care. Yeah, totally. Like weird animosity. I find like that's actually another thing too from Calgary. Edmonton shops, I find them way more welcoming. It's a lot less clicky. And I think that that's really cool because I've been, I was welcomed with open arms coming here. I had, you know, 10 different shops and people just talking to me like, if you need a space, like even if it's not permanent, come hang out for a bit. And it was so welcoming. And I just think that's really cool. And I yeah. think that you should encourage that. Like we all are tattooers. We should all just hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah. We did a fundraiser for Australia. Yeah. And I, oh, fuck man, we had like 10 people in here. That's we so had sad. Chris Awaniak. We had all regular guys. Chris Awaniak came, joined us. Um, oh my God. Her name is, uh, she's from Shades of Grey. I love her fucking tattooing. Littlest Dirtbag on Instagram. She's great. She came. Um you know, my friend Chris came, uh, just a bunch of other people. Yeah. It was just super fun. We had some Red Loon peeps come yeah. and hang out and stuff. And yeah, same, like right? That. It's just like, yeah, come and hang out. Yeah, that's so cool. Come to a paint day. Come do a tattoo day or something. Yeah. I don't give a shit, you know? It's like, if you're tattooing your own clients, just take your money and leave. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Fine. totally. Hang out. It's have fun. Yeah, I think uh, Five Fathoms is having their thing this year again, too, this month, where they do the big, they get like, exactly. God like 30 yeah. or 40 or 50 artists in there every year yeah a bc Tattoo children's hospital yeah yeah it's, yeah they must yeah. be going on like 10 years doing that or 12 years doing that Pretty close. Huge... yeah that hudson heart project one got yeah. so big too it was like yeah. i was like dude you're gonna have to make this a convention soon yeah. like because it's just there's no room people are like driving here to tattoo and sitting for hours not mm-hmm. being able to do anything like people want to help you yeah, know yeah. Just, like, i might have to do it at like a like a lodge or something I'm like yeah do it man how cool is that though like something that genuine and just everyone wanting to be part of it yeah like, that's so cool yeah, so, totally. yeah i have three of the hudson heart machines actually cool. yeah how many machines you got your collection must be massive by now no because i sell a lot of them off and stuff there's yeah. a few that i keep but like like the hudson heart machines when lucas had those heart frames made yeah yeah um i got um i have the one from saf 
Okay, yeah. And then um, Union Tattoo Machine. Um, uh, what's his name? Big Five and the other guy. They did a, a pair, so I got both of those. So yeah, I got three. But I paid so much for them. What are your go-tos, though? Oh, my go-tos are go-tos? Dax. Yeah. Just yeah. Dax, yeah. yeah. Like, those yeah. Hudson Art machines, like, they're great and all, but they're heavy. They're not meant to be tattooed yeah. with. And I paid so much for them that, like, I would never be able to resell them or anything like that. So they were more just, like, yeah. raise a bunch of money for you know, the kids hospital and stuff, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, this is the one I'm going to grab it. This is the one I was talking about. I think I, and I gave Derek my Jesse Young that I was talking to you about with Lucas. I gave him that machine a couple weeks ago. Do you tattoo with coils or with uh rotary? No, I'm a dildo queen. I like my rotary. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one? Uh, sort of. I, I, you don't need to bring it closer to the screen. I, <laughs> it's just really glitchy, is all. <laughs> it's just glitchy. It was, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Feel free to explain. Your car broke on it. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is a machine that I forget where you got the frame from. You might have, this might have been from Trevor Shea. This Maybe. frame, actually. and then yeah, possibly. And then you rebuilt it for me and did a bunch of stuff. And then Chris Ivins ended up taking it and putting new coils on it for me. Oh, okay. So anyways, yeah, I'm not sure what year that is. But yeah, it's Carved Roach because you used to call me Cockroach because I could survive anything. Nice. I have a couple it's that true. I still pull out. But... Yeah. And then... That's, gotta, uh, that's from my apprenticeship. This is that little tiny one I was talking about. Oh, so cute. Oh, man. Yeah, it's called the Anvil. And it's uh, JD Manufacturing, a dude from the UK. It's crazy. Do you just so... hold it like this and tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> this thing will fucking line 18 rounds. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thomas Cooper uses his other one, the MK2. Thomas Cooper uses it with like a 45 mag and a battery pack that he right. just shoves onto it. Oh, my just... God. <laughs> yeah. The videos are crazy. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little tattoo machine I was talking about there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I once in a while pull my clothes out and then I'm like immediately like. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. <laughs> I try. I'll do it once in a while. Like I still have all my Lucas words and everything and I'll I'll put away and I'm like, I'm going to do a coil today. I pull a coil and I'm like, oh, nope. Not out of Oh, yeah. fuck. I did yeah, a guest by that. I did a guest by Lady Luck uh, a couple months ago, and I showed up, and I forgot the fucking batteries for my machine. So I was dead in the water. Like I was like, I can't fucking do anything. So I'm madly Amazon trying to find the batteries I can get there. Like that day, my client shows up, and I end up tattooing with a uh, fuck some kind of um, Cuban rotary. Oh, it was fucking brutal. Just with the cords and fucking the weight of everything. I've... Yeah, it's so heavy. <laughs> oh, I'd, I was lining a leg that day. It was the worst experience. I'm sure for the client, too. I'm sure it was just yeah. gnarly. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I have yeah. no issue saying that. I'm like, no, man. Like, I'm good. <laughs> Dave's been telling me to use fucking rotary and pens for years. It was Dino. It was, it was Dino. The moment I actually, I was using coils and then I saw him using it at the Cheyenne booth, like two or three years ago, whenever the first Calgary one is after COVID and he was using it and I'm like, the fuck? And he's like, yeah, do it. Like, <laughs> done. It's done. Like, when I saw Dino using it, I was like, yeah. all right, somebody. I got to admit, I, I used one, um, 
Kevin from Calgary from Homestead Tattoo. He comes in guest spots here a lot. And he he has two because why not? Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, you want to try one? So I was like, sure, I'll try the Cheyenne Soul Nova, whatever. And I lined and colored and shaded like this tiger on this guy's hand. And it was great. I always worried. I've tried other pens. I've tried like he mailed me the hawk. Was it the hawk? Yeah. Cheyenne Hawk or whatever. My line work was coming back jacked. Yeah. And I was just oh, like, that's too bad. Now. I have the FK one and I love it. Yeah. yeah it's super. Yeah. Super and fun. then I, then I use that Soul Nova cordless one and yeah, my line work healed great. Everything was great. And I'm just like, then I'm like, ah, I don't know if I could spend 1500 bucks on this as I'm setting up my $1,500 yeah, worth oh my of <laughs> machines from Dax because I need no three doubt. or four machines for a yeah. tattoo. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love fuck. that. I love it when a tattooer complains about something. I'm like, you could make that in a day. <laughs> I'd like to try yeah. that. Uh, I want to try that good guy pen. I hear it's really good for lining. But uh, other than I that, I it. Used it. is it good? It good. You like it? Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Wes really liked his, and then he ended up getting um, uh, the Flux S, I think it is, and he really oh, okay. likes that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think what I he mean, didn't like he didn't like about the good guy one is that the the uh, grips are proprietary. Like you can only yeah. use their yeah, grips yeah. on them or whatever. And so. It's like Cheyenne too. Sometimes you're like, why yeah. is my cartridge falling out? Because that. <laughs> the so. FK Iron ones fit the Cheyenne. Or not yeah, FK Iron. Uh, F, F, what is it? FYT out of Montreal? FYT. FYT, yeah. yeah. I mean, fit. they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're all the same. They come from the same. It's all the same shit. Two or three factories. In a small prefecture of this China. This looks more like a dick. This one not so much. <laughs> when you started tattooing with those, did you find you were tattooing with your mouth open more? Okay, so, yes. To be honest, you say that, no, a dick joke involved, is I, for the longest time, had to tr like train myself to put my tongue in when I was tattooing, because that's my focus phase. And then COVID happened, where I had a mask on, and I just started doing it again because I had a mask on. So then I started tattooing after taking my mask and I'm out there again. Like, oh, <laughs> I retrain myself to keep my mouth Oh, out. man. We were just talking about getting like splashes on the face or in the eye oh, or whatever. Yeah. You with your tongue I out. Had, like the close encounters. I'm just like, oh, motherfuck. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> oh. Tattoo faces are the best. Fuck, tattooers oh, yeah. make the funniest faces. Dustin used to do this thing with his lips where they do this. When he's yeah. tattooing, yeah. when he's really thinking, he's like. I like click my <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, it's bad. I tense up so hard and then I like clicks it and it's just horrible. Yeah. It's not Crazy. good. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> the mask couldn't see it. It was yeah. great. Now I can see it again. <laughs> All right. So now you've left Shans and you're now at Inner Sanctum. Uh, Inner Sanctum. Yeah. yeah. And kind of a private studio-ish yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in like the middle of the industrial area, which is rad because yeah. it's not downtown. So it's, like this kind of. It's, yeah. yeah. Exact same thing. Super chill. Um, It is nice because there can be lots of people there or there's not. So and I tattoo a lot of large tattoos and, you know, like, you know, male or female when they come in, a lot of people aren't stoked on being on display get on display so a lot yeah, of my totally. clients, like 90 percent of the women who have come back that i've tattooed are like they're stoked they're like this is a really cool setup like i like it and it's a good balance i love it i mean the ultimate goal is to have my own shop 
Yeah, of course. And that'll be the end game. I think that's everybody wants to have their own space because we've had this conversation before where no matter where you go, it's it's never going to check off all the lists for you. No. And you're always going to have to find something that works or doesn't work or this rubs you the wrong way. And that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. But eventually it's nice. I mean, I'd like to one day. It'd be well, if probably. the people move out upstairs, you can go up there. I'll just go up there. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put a pole in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw you can throw garbage up there as you're working. Just yeah, <laughs> love it. Well, those like mailing machines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it. I like uh, I like interesting time. It's nice. Super chill. London and Dave are really nice. Uh, yeah, lots of dead things everywhere. It's great. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I just I mean I'm very like self motivated. Like I'm there all the time, and I'm always just I always end up doing something where like I'll be at the shop at eight o'clock in the morning. I know, I know Derek doesn't like it, but I, I start super early because I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm up at five o'clock. Let's go. And a lot of people are stoked on that. So a lot of the time I'll be done the day and like they're showing up and I'm like, yeah. it's two o'clock. I've been here for nine hours. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I have a guy, uh, Anton that works for me now. And yeah, he's usually here at 830 AM. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's already halfway through a yeah. fucking half sleeve by the time I come in and yeah. he's wrapping up. You know, while I'm getting started, and he's gone to do his shit. So I dropped the kids off at school, and I'm like, now what? Yeah, I'm like three hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, you tattooed Derek last week at like nine. Yeah, I mean, I come in at nine. <laughs> I was like, come in at nine o'clock for a rib tattoo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough chance to eat enough food to get yourself through That's that. Savage. Yeah. No, uh, he was fine. Yeah, and he gets up early because his other job is early yeah he was fine yeah, most yeah. moms are stoked they're like i would love to come in at eight o'clock like they get stoked yeah so, um, yeah but i want to hear you brought up numbing cream twice i want to hear your stories about numbing cream you said something earlier about issues coming back stuff healing people having uh so, reactions and stuff and it's this thing that is so popular right now on the fucking internet every client is asking about numbing cream right now so I've used it. I mean, I, I mean, I get tattooed by uh, anti-thumbing in Calgary and I get tattooed like the stupidest spots. So for those to even get through a three hour tattoo, I do numb for like torso. Um, my clients, it's really dependent even on the space where it is, but I've had people. So this last one that I posted, because I actually saw it healed on another tattooer's post, like, you know, they had their nice fresh tattoo and then there's my yeah, yeah. hair ass chunks missing. And we already knew what happened. So what was crazy yeah, yeah. is last year, um, for about a month, I was tattooing everybody, including Mike. This happened to Mike too. And I was using Cosmic Numbing. It's a spray from the States. It's like, um, uh, what's that cane stuff? Not Armor Cane, the other stuff. Uh, Lidocaine. The, yeah, but no. Um, Benzocaine? Anyway, yeah, so it's like, so whatever cane fucking thing. Anyway. Cocaine. So yeah, so cocaine. But there's all these crazy sprays. Anyway, this one spray, and I wasn't knowing till after, so I'm doing the tattoo, spraying it with this green stuff, you know, cleaning it up, putting second skin on top. And I was using a multiple different second skins. It wasn't one specific one. Uh, my clients were ending up in the hospital. Uh, the most horrid infections, and I'm talking concave tattoos, green, oh. disgusting. It was horrible. So, and so I was getting messages consistently for about a month, including Mike's. Mike put on, I put on the second skin. I remember using that spray two days in or no, the next day it was melted. It was melted to him. He was ripping it what? off and it was just disgusting. 
So I had like a spreadsheet because I was like, I quit. I'm done. Like, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. So I had a spreadsheet, had all these people who contacted me. I, I wrote down everything I used. I was really confused. And then I finally found the common denominator and it was using this goddamn spray and second skin. Something was happening with the spray. Cause when you think about it, you're, yeah, you clean it. It's all nice. You have still sprayed the spray into an open wound, regardless yeah. of how well you clean it, you're putting second skin onto it and then letting it fester for a week. Yeah. So whatever was happening with that chemical reaction. And I'm talking like my one client was in the hospital, like her leg was, it was like inside, it was disgusting. So, you know, and that one that I posted openly was on my, um, was a butt tattoo and she was super good about it. She's, she was more than okay with me posting it, but like chunks, not, Hey, light saturation. You kind of chewed up that person, pure white chunks, meaning everything yeah. was removed. So moving forward, then I said, no more second skin thinking that was the problem. I'm like, no more second skin. No. And then I was still using that spray and then I stopped and it happened again. As soon as I used both, I'm like, that's it. So I told Shannon, he, he pulled it and it was like, this stuff is what's doing it. But with, with numbing, I mean, there's a couple products that we use that are okay. And I mean, I think the creams I find better than the sprays. I find the sprays turn it into ground beef. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. tried the solution that just came out. Actually, I used that on myself to try it and, and Ant used it on me and it was mint. And I use second skin and there was no issues, but I think we're playing with fire every time. 100%. You're, you're literally beating the shit out of your skin, having yeah. some crazy cream sitting inside you and then spraying even Bactine, too much Bactine. I don't use Bactine at all. No, so me neither. If you decide you want to use it, you're getting alcohol at the end. If you yeah. want to use spray, I'm cleaning the shit out of your tattoo if you want to use second skin. If you want to use all these elements and then expect a perfect heal, then it has to be cleaned that way. Yeah. And I know some people who do that. They've always done that. They're like, well, you don't do that. I'm like, well, it's horrible. So I don't go just spray, you know, ant does it on me. I mean, rubbing alcohol is just the norm. But I think they were, were they're taking seven different elements and then putting it into the heel and then expecting it to heal good. And yeah. on top of using people's skin types, where it's tattooed, Everyone using different types of pigments. Like it just, you're already have so many different elements that using numbing cream, it's, it's like kind of like at your own risk type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, I felt terrible. I just, anyone who had happened to us, like, come in, I will redo this entire piece. Let me make it right. Because and that's yeah, when I was course. really concerned about it. Cause I'm like, that is not on my, actually it kind of pissed me off. There's a little, uh, some other troll on the internet wrote like, well, it's good to see how her tattoos actually heal. And that's oh, set fuck. Me off. I was like, go fuck yeah. yourself, first of no all. Because doubt. this isn't an this is an anomaly, this isn't normal. And I think we're scared to talk about really bad heels yeah. and what could happen. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's the client's fault. Well, no, it could be the artist. No, it could be the client. It's like, or we could just talk about do's and don'ts and trying to remove that. Because numbing cream just it works. Don't get me wrong. I use it. I've used it on my stomach. I've like there's only certain ways I could get through things, but I also let my tattoos bleed out for 24 hours and then clean it again and then put it yeah. on. Like I do that process. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm I've, had down with yeah. I've had mixed results with uh, numbing cream. I don't use the second skin. I don't believe in it at all, but uh, yeah. I had, I started testing different numbing creams. I was getting my back tattooed by the same artist. Mm -hmm. And if I, when I look at it now, I can tell the patches where I use numbing cream and where I didn't, they're all solid black panels. And the yeah. stuff with the numbing cream has a lot of holidays and needs to be reworked. The stuff without, solid black. 
and the yeah, guy knows how to put it. Hmm? It, like, the skin changes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah it yeah. changes into, uh, into almost like, it's like ground beef. Like Chicken skin. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Depending on the stuff you use, right? That's why I like yeah. Armor Cane. Yeah. Armor Cane will swell the skin or make the skin even like tighter. So I don't like yeah. using Armor Cane when I have to line on somebody. That was a coin off that <sighs> oh, yeah. 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 But for for all my coloring and stuff, I've ne- I've never had a problem with the yeah. with the healing and stuff like that. So I like to stick with that one. Uh, yeah. I don't use Bactine. I never have. I just do. I, yeah, no. I use on myself because I'm I'm a guinea pig. I'm a yeah. bubble child. I Same. react to everything, so I'll do it on myself. Um, I mean, I use Shield from Northern. That's the one you know. I've tried Hypofix. Um, the Good Guys one is really good too. Um, but you know, I use the Shield from Northern, and it's mint. I've never, you know, that's the one that I found is most consistent, and it's never had an issue. But again, it's that thing could be great. And a great product, but if you're gonna fucking spray a thousand different things into the tattoo, yeah, and then use this product, it's not the product's problem; it's the stuff that you're putting to react to it. So, yeah, but numbing stuff, man. Numbing is so it's subjective. It's so crazy. Hundred percent. It's so I yeah. Don't, I don't know how I feel about it because I use it. So I'm like, yeah, I've got clients too. They go out and buy it, and then they put it on themselves. And they don't listen to any advice from me, and they come in and they've got like half their back covered in the stuff, about a you know, quarter inch thick, and it's like. <laughs> You're gonna have a fucking heart attack if you're not careful, you know. Like, well, yeah, I got lidocaine poisoning. I was dying <laughs> on the side of the road. Horrible. Oh I yeah, it can death. kill you. It can kill yeah, you. Will, yeah, I think yeah. Jessica Wright went through that. She did that too. I remember her talking about that. That you know, too much of it is dangerous. It's playing with fire. Yeah, using yep. numbing cream is at your own risk. And it's, yeah, and yeah, the guys you know, from Armor King were very specific on how much to yeah. use. So I ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> Had a hot shower, put it on so it really absorbed well. Yeah. And I put it on this kid's arm because I'm like, well, I'm lining his whole sleeve, right? Cover him up. I'm like, come back in like two hours. He came back 20 minutes later. He's like, I don't feel right. I'm like, you don't look right. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down. Oh, fuck. Lay down, yeah. alcohol, and just start fucking scrubbing his arm. I was like, that's it. I'm never using more wow. than like two hands worth what i was told originally yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you have Derek coming in i'm doing his back and he's like i don't know how, i didn't know what to put on and he's just got it like whole fucking panel done and i'm just like uh, oh yeah man. it's dangerous i had one girl it- put so much i had one girl put so much on her leg that like what would normally like take me maybe two hours to outline took me like five because oh. i had to crank my machine and just like go so slow because her skin was armor literally oh, like brutal it's like yeah yeah it's not good to let your clients put that shit on yeah. that's why i don't like the second skin either because a lot of guys are like here take this armor or take this second skin home with you yeah. and then put it back on yourself it's like dude i we, we can't even trust our clients to not soak in a fucking bathtub afterwards you're giving them second skin to put on themselves i beg them i'm like if you were local like i'm like i will buy you a coffee I will, I don't care. Please come back. Come back and do it. Yeah. And so most people, if they're local, even if they travel, because most of them are spending the night. Yeah. Because I have people who come international all the time and I beg them because a lot of them love it and that's cool. But I say, please come back tomorrow. I'm not going to wrap you a second skin today. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. And I find that those in a controlled environment where I know that I'm doing it correctly. For sure. Admit, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. The only issue yeah. I have with that is the potential for it going septic i mean you're sealing in a wound right like if anything gets in there and you 
we're not healthcare practitioners. A client certainly isn't a healthcare practitioner. Some people are telling people to leave that shit on for four or five days. Yeah. It could get fucking gross fast. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I just keep doing what we've been to doing. Use saran just, wrap for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Totally right. For second skin's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm I do both. I do both things. Yeah. I I use second skin. I have perfect heels, and then I have horrendous heels. Same thing with dry healing. I dry heal my yeah. leg. Anything yeah. on my legs, I'm like that's fucking to the wind. Like just leave it alone. Yeah. Mint heels, perfect heels. Yeah. But then you know what I mean. I mean people who dry heal and they just sit there and they're just like, I don't understand why the skin is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking scab collectors! Yeah, it's just, it's, everyone is different. Every client situation. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Like, uh, amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there's I... so many different ways to do it, and yeah. to everybody, there's always going to be a wrong one, right? Well, that's yeah, just totally. Like, never going to make anybody happy, or yeah. you know, do everything the right way. So yeah, <laughs> the smallest tattoo I have on my body got grossly infected, and I had to take antibiotics for two weeks. Like. So I, a crazy story quickly. It's pretty gross, but you have so lots of time. Getting, okay, well, I was getting tattooed by aunt, and I mean, I can sit for a long time. I'm pretty good, and he's tattooing like groin, hip, gross area. And we're about an hour and a half in, and he's like, "Man, your skin is fucked," and there wasn't anything on it. He's like, "I don't understand. Like, it's like rippled." And I'm like, "Okay, like this is really weird. It's painful." Like, way more painful than it should be. And I sit for hours on my torso. I'm driving home from Calgary, and I'm screaming. Like, I'm screaming on the phone to Mike. And he's like, what is your deal? Like, you do this all the time. This is a normal thing for you. And, I'm, and I pulled over. I'm puking. I'm crying. And I mean, to the point where I felt like I couldn't drive anymore. Not being dramatic. It was horrible. So I get home, and I'm like, something really doesn't feel right. Like, I'm feeling weirdness over here now. I'm like, there's a patch thing here. I don't understand. I went into the doctor's. He was tattooing shingles. Oh, fuck. I had, because I was getting tattooed every three weeks to the point where my immune system was shot. I got shingles. The shingles weren't on where he tattooed, but the nerve patch where it comes up. (laughs) Like I had to The doctor was like, how are you walking? I don't understand. And I'm like, cool, because I'm tough as fuck. Okay, but I I got the medication. I'm allergic to the medication, so I have full body hives, a healing tattoo in the most horrible area, and on medication. And for like a week and a half, and he's like, "Well, you know, if you take a nice oat milk bath." I'm like, "Bitch, I have a healing fucking tattoo. I'm not taking an oat milk bath." Like, so I was on medication. Healing shingles and a tattoo. Oh my god! <laughs> and it still healed mint. By the way, my tattoo is perfect. Nice job, Ant. He is amazing. Yeah, his tattooing is fucking his, sweet. He's honestly like, and the fact that my shit's a cover up, like it's, I can't even fathom it when I look at it. I'm like, how was there an? I had a full chest and stomach piece, and he blasted over the entire thing. It's not blackout, like a piece, like a beautiful piece. Sweet. Yeah, he's amazing. Crazy. And I have a permanent pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and every day Mike's like, that should have been me that yeah. gave you that. I know. <laughs> if I don't own it, it'll kill me inside. So I have to own it. I have to own the 
Uh, did you get it when you started using the pens? What? <laughs> yeah. Just tattooing and like, oh. Prematurely, too. <laughs> that rarely <What>? happens. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard. Oh, fuck. Anyway. All right. So what conventions do you have coming up? I'm doing the Edmonton one. Okay. Uh, I was going to Saskatoon, but they're like back to back. Or like, like Saskatoon yeah. next weekend and then and I just no I can't um I believe I'm going to do Winnipeg I wasn't going to but I think I might actually do that one which one well I do okay I do both which is really hilarious because everyone's like if you do one you can't do the other I'm like watch me I do it every year <laughs> <laughs> I do both every year um this will be the one I think it's, it's Bridges is the one in August yes yes yeah, so that's yeah. the one yeah but uh I haven't even I'm really bad because, like, when they do the last call thing, I'm like, ooh, 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 pick me. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I do both. I mean, I've, I, and I never knew that, you know, whatever drama and political shits in between, I just do them. I'm like, it's a convention, man. Yeah. I just go. Yeah. I'm like, they if you're not a very great tattooer that would draw in stuff, you would then get banned yeah, from, know. If, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, if you're really good. It's They're not gonna... I mean, even deadly. Like, I cannot wait for next year. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. That was a wicked convention. Yeah, because he's doing them bi-yearly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so. I, I always pre-book. So I think at, the deadly was cool, but it was definitely a learning experience, I think, for everybody on what to expect on that type of show. But, you know, I was pre-booked. I was there. To, I was just stoked to see people. I wasn't Same. there to make money or to, like... Yeah. You know, bust out thirty tattoos for the first time ever. I pre-booked. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, you're walking around. There's dudes from like Japan, and you're like, I would literally stop tattooing right now to get tattooed by you. Like, this is insane that you're not tattooing. Yeah, but it's because it that was that different style of like a gallery. Like it was, it was a different vibe. And to be honest, I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved the Deadly Show. That's how Pile of Bones was. Yeah, that's how Saskatoon that. was when it was a little like smaller. Yeah, and I stuff liked and... the chill vibe. There was a big gallery of original paintings and like yeah. it was just so chill and you're walking down the aisle and like all these insane artists it was just yeah that was surreal to be a part of and when james tex asks you to come to a show you do not say no yeah <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah you don't say no. <laughs> yeah it was very cool i literally moved back from bc from vancouver essentially i literally yeah. moved back four days before so yeah. i moved everything back here unpacked and then yeah. boom was right back down to Calgary. Mike and was the biggest hit that show. No one even cared about me. Shade for it. Freedom Fab. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How come he didn't do karaoke? No. <laughs> also, side note, bad idea. Don't do it again. Oh, the karaoke was cringe for me. I was like, minus this one chick that went up. Oh, that, that one, first girl. I'm like, so did she know this was happening? Or was she just incredible? She was a professional singer, apparently, before apprenticeship. Yeah, so that we're talking so about good. how we talked about with yeah. Allie last week. All the apprentices had to do it. The first girl that went up, I'm like tattooing, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, and I got like goosebumps and a boner. It was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah. just the most beautiful voice. And then, yeah, then my guy goes up and just, I just crawl up inside myself yeah. as he sings <laughs> achy breaky heart yeah. all super uh, like uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it was awesome all the introverts that are now apprentices got to do that and i was like this yeah. is hilarious yeah that's good sean kushney though and shane ford how many times yeah. did they go up sean kushney and shane ford just like 
Biggie Smalls, everything else, just going up and having like the best time. Miles, of course, up there in his outfits. Which is really funny because Shane Ford, when it comes to like doing a seminar, can't talk because he's so quiet. <laughs> yeah. You put him on, well, he's the best, he's quiet. Yeah. Like, you put him on a karaoke machine, he's, he's like, who, yeah. who are you? Yeah. He's amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was a great weekend. Yeah. yeah. It'll Honestly, be a good next time. Best weekend. I just, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Dave missed it. Yeah. Whatever. Almost. I had no. FOMO yeah. that weekend. I didn't have FOMO leading up to it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I haven't done any conventions in probably like the last 10 years, and I'm doing four this year. Figured. Yeah. Ooh. That's exciting. Are you doing Edmonton? Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. We're doing yeah. the podcast show. I'm not going to tattoo. We're just podcasting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, yeah. So, yeah, Edmonton. And then I'm going to go to Kelowna at the end of July, I think that one is. Something like that. Maybe. And then we're doing that one. Yeah. And then he's doing Vancouver. He's trying to convince me to go to the Vancouver one. Yeah. I haven't decided yet. I'm actually in Vancouver next week, so I don't know if I want to be there twice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's a lot of Vancouver. It's a lot of Vancouver. Fucking that really ups the chances of getting fucking hepatitis just walking around that fucking city. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. We'll just go to like (laughs) the best best Japanese places and just eat ourselves silly. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your first bike trip going to be this year? Uh, we're going to do, well, we want to do Texas. So we're going to try Texas, but we're going to do the uh, West Coast. So we're going to go like, cool. yeah. I think so we're going to go down and up. Um, if all works out, I don't know. I mean, we have the kiddos and we do lots of camping, but I just can't fucking wait to get on that bike. Like it's just I'm, like twitching. All I want is ride my motorcycle. <laughs> People ask, they're like, do you like sport and tattooing? I'm like, I don't know. They're two very different things, but I fucking love riding my bike. Yeah. Like, and, I, and like Mike and I go, like we, we don't just do little tiny things. Like yeah. You guys gone. go on trips. Yeah. We go like across like into the States for, you know, Rad. at a time and it's so great, but I think yeah. we're going to do States. We love state rides. And like my parents are in Preston. So we do that loop, like Nikus, Aslo, Denver rip all the time. But yeah, going to the States is so fun. It's just such a different world. Like Montana, like Missoula is my favorite place in the world. I absolutely really? love Missoula, and I can't explain why. I just am obsessed with being there. It's so cool. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Never I never been. wanted to go to Montana, and then I watched that TV show Yellowstone, and I'm like, I want to live in Montana. I just want to open prairie <laughs> and ride my motorcycle. Why is that so much to ask? Like, I True. Understand. Yeah. I just want to be able to have my handgun and ride around on a motorcycle. That's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I know. Now it's getting nice, girl. We got to hit the range. Some outdoor shooting. Shoot my Beretta. Yeah. This is definitely an Alberta Alberta. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I knew nothing about firearms until I met Mike. Like, I was very close-minded because, you know, Mike was never around it. And then I met Mike, and, I mean, he said, he's like, we're going to have handguns and lots of guns in the house. Like, you need to have education. And I did the course, and I became obsessed with it. And, like, the knowledge about it is crazy. But even his kids have more knowledge than most adults about like firearms like yeah. he's such a stickler for like safety and understanding but i just i mean yeah i want to like ride my motorcycle to the range and pew pew <laughs> that's not a lot to ask i think that's a reasonable request yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah. you need a sidecar you can load all your fucking all the guns in and there pug. pugs and rifles yeah reasonable yeah yeah just a little holster on your pugs 
Well, I almost bought a mural. Those murals. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. They have reverse and shit. Like, they yeah. come with the Yeah, they're like guard. all-wheel drive. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get that for my pugs. Yeah. And make a little crate for them. You ever see the dude that rides in the wintertime? No. There's a guy that rides year-round on his Ural in Edmonton, and you can tell he's wearing, like, the heated, like, yeah. jumpsuit that's plugged in. And, yeah, you see him, like, backing up and pulling out places. Yeah. And I yeah. wear a heated jumpsuit in summer. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're on the highway at 6 o'clock in the morning in July, and it's still, like, 5 degrees, and it's fucking uh, cold. Yeah. So. Unreal. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Cool. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't even take on big pieces in summer because of that. Like, I just, there's no, I'm like, there's no point in me starting something right now. Yeah. So, but everyone knows, like, my, I'm getting my emails now. I only have to make a post. Like, clients know, they're like, that's oh, coming up to May and June. Yeah. Get shade while you can. Well, yeah. And, you know, clients, well, don't, why do, why do they want to start a big piece in the summer oh, too? Yeah. It's like, you guys don't want to go outside. You guys don't want to be in water. You guys don't want to. You know, like, yeah, save they the big want stuff. It, but then they still do it. And don't have your tattooer on Instagram if you're going to fuck with your shit too long. <laughs> oh, no shit. We see it. Oh, yeah. fuck. I had a guy when I was at Classic Tattoo, he literally texted me a picture an hour later of him <laughs> with his arm resting on a bar table. No. With a pint <laughs> and the wrap taken off of it. And he took a picture and he's like, yeah, man, looks rad enjoying the sun and patio. And I'm like, that fucking like he washed it in the bathroom at the fucking bar gross fucking gross savage cool bro yeah and then yeah and then two days later picture on a boat in sylvan lake like oh cool yeah dude it doesn't look really solid you know maybe you could touch this up go fuck yourself (laughs) i call them out though i'll call them out i'm like i saw it like no touch-ups are not free yeah. No. <laughs> but it's true, like summertime, I'm the same way. Like I don't I actually like anyone who tattoos me, like actually I was supposed to be starting a piece with Shane Ford soon, but come to it comes to like April or after May, I'm like I'm cut off until August because there's no point. So Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Got any more questions there? Hells? I don't even think we talked about anything we should have. Well, what do you want like to talk what? about? <laughs> we actually What did should we have talked about? I think, no, like, I mean, I meant, like, I feel bad because I went on tangents. Like, yeah, but. that's all this shit yeah. is. What do you want to talk about, yeah, Kanye now? <laughs> should he get his Adidas deal back? I should have worn my Kanye for president shirt. Should have worn it. Mm. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been bad. I'm just kidding. Nobody oh, canceled no, it's me. okay. <laughs> well, I had a lot of people when I did that post talking about, you know, what things people wanted to talk about, and a lot of it was getting into tattooing. How do I get into it? Like people are, it's such a thirsty industry. Like and yeah. everybody wants to do it. So that I, I was I'm glad we talked about that because that was huge. I think I got like 20 yeah. messages giving like, how did you start? And you know, get tattooed. Well, get tattooed. Yeah. And hang out around. Like, like, like. I'm not gonna just give an apprenticeship to somebody who's never given my shop. A fucking penny yeah no doubt Mike tattooed me for 10 years yeah before. like it's not yeah. this isn't a trade school like and it's trade schools aren't even free either so it's like i'm not gonna go and show up at a welding class and be like just show me did you like my post yeah. about the tattoo school in edmonton yes i did Fuck yeah you. that fucking revolution oh, tattoo or whatever that was down the street from mike Pryor's. you know yeah, that place yeah. yeah yeah they moved to edmonton they moved their school to fucking edmonton 
Oh fuck. Yeah, you know, I'm just because you, right you, now, good... you can go give them money and you can learn nothing and call yourself a tattooer. You could literally just buy shit off Amazon, start tattooing, and call yourself a fucking tattooer. There, yeah. just don't. But you get yeah. dollars of pro tattoo stuff. Pro tattoo stuff. Pro tattoo no stuff. way. Oh my god! Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I think god. I think just because you want to be a fucking tattooer doesn't mean you get to be a tattooer. It's a, it doesn't work that way. Like I think people are Shut being raised mouth, with this idea. Well, exactly right. It's that way. Like I honestly well, I, am like. <laughs> yeah, I say that, but what what I'm really trying to tell people is that you need to nurture a relationship with someone. You know, you need to put yeah. in the fucking yeah. effort and like win somebody yeah. over so they like you enough mm-hmm. to fucking want yeah. to give you that gift of tattooing. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah, a, there's definitely some people that'll just take you on to make money off of you. Oh, yeah, some totally. people don't yeah. they don't give a shit, right? It's like, yeah, find somebody that yeah, you can build a relationship with yeah. and and you know, like Dave just celebrated 20 years Ooh. last week. Wow. And look, he still likes me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I gave a, him something. Well, I get asked probably <laughs> yeah. I get a message probably every week I'll get two or three DMs. And I have a copy and paste to respond. DMs of people asking me to apprentice. Number one, fuck no. I'm the greenest human ever still. And two, it's like I copy and paste this thing where it's like, get off your ass, have a physical portfolio, walk to the fucking shop. Do not contact anybody over social media or email, even totally. if you want me to take remotely seriously. Yeah. And I say that to him. I said, you need to not do this. This is going to completely ruin your chances. There's no, nothing genuine about this. And you don't even know me. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's and they're copy and pasting their request yeah, nine, to nine other shops, right? So nine. they're not genuine. Like Fuck every shop, yeah, yeah. you know, every like, ch- every wannabe apprentice that's ever come into my shop and put in the effort to talk to me in person, I've given them homework. Bring in three completed drawings. Yeah. Never had anyone come back. Three completed yeah. fucking drawings. No yeah. one's ever come back. Oh, we should have asked Gagne. Yeah. So Grizzly Inks, it works for Gagne now. She was already tattooing for a while. Yeah, um, so yeah great. So but Ryan gave her the the drawing test that he gives other people, and nobody else has ever come through. Draw me 50 strawberries. But they have to be different, right? I think it's 50. But anyways, she did way more than 50. She did a fucking book, and he was sending me pictures of them, and I was like, dude, like these are like um, like amazing ideas they're on paper not on the ipad and they're all fucking different like and there was just things where i was just like that one's so amazing like you know like an envelope but the stamp was a strawberry and then like other like just strawberry milk cartons like just so many different things like a joint with strawberry print on it like so many things and he's like yeah dude like she came back with like three times the amount that i asked her and he's like and she did it in like a couple days Yeah, and I'm she's like, showing yeah, that she's, she's driven. Be, yeah. yeah, and yeah. now she's going to make a shit ton of money because every single one of those designs was fucking tattooable. Yeah. Like, yeah. amazing. But it's like the notion of having to put in the work, and it's like nowadays people can't put two and two together. They're yeah. like, wait, I have to actually do something to get what I want? Yeah. And it's, and I mean, that's easy for me to say because <clears throat> I was asked, yeah. but you still have to put in the fucking work to get to that point. Yeah, you totally. I mean? I, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are so caught up with the idea of being a tattooer that they forget that there's a whole fucking shit ton of work that goes into just getting that title. And then once you get it, there's like 
10 times as much work that goes into actually becoming good at it. It's, oh. it's not just a show up. And, nice you, you know, yeah. Try to be yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like even, you know, emails and stuff. I've definitely said a lot of the times like, Hey man, my shop is open concept. Come meet the guys. Yeah. Draw. There's a huge area to draw. Like just come and draw. Just come and hang, come out. And hang out. Nobody ever. No, because they want to just be a tattooer. Yeah, right. fuck you. Yeah. Being a barista takes fucking more effort. Like you want to be a barista, you don't just show up and fucking make coffee. Like, no. why the fuck would tattooing be any easier? Like, yeah, well, because yeah. the internet makes it look super easy. Yeah, right. It makes yeah. it look like, look at me. I did my time for six months, and now I'm tattooing. Yeah. Ink master. Yeah. Hey, let me just whip up this drawing for you in five seconds. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> my. <laughs> Three months apprenticeships. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I tell people that's, that's like pretty much like that's. I mean, different scenario, different situation, but like I said, mine was mine was not a traditional one, and I actually got a lot of flack from some of the older guys in Calgary when I left. They didn't understand why I left and the reasons why and how I, you know, technically outgrew that situation, and yeah. uh, they're all coming back to me now, being like, okay. Like, I'm like, not that I needed your validation for what I did, but it is nice to sh- like, I wasn't just being a dick and being selfish. Like, it's like, I yeah. really wanted to push myself and I knew I've capped it and it yeah. was time for me to do something else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah but most of the time I've come back and been like, okay, like I get it now. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. Also, you're mean, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it once I first started seeing your work on Instagram and I knew where you worked and stuff. And I love Mike. I worked with Mike for years. Yeah. One of my favorite tattoos is by Mike. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, but I knew like that you're in a street shop environment. Yeah. You're working with tattooers, yeah. not like artists and stuff. Yeah. And I was, I knew I was like, I'm like, she's going to outgrow that spot so yeah. quickly, yeah. you know? And, and then it happened. Yeah. And he's a, such a, he's such a kind human that he was like, like he, I mean, it's my piece. Like he's the person, my whole be fucking nice thing that I do. Yep. I'm always like being a really kind human. I learned that from him. Yeah. You know, as much yeah, as he Mike's... taught me to play tattoo, he's the, like, if don't be a dick. And like, he literally means it. Like he, his one saying he always said to me was keep your, you know, your stick on the ice and your head up. Like, don't worry about other people's shit. Worry about your shit. Yeah. Worrying about being nice and the clients will come. And like that mantra and that lifestyle, just being a good human. Yeah. It, it I love working with Mike. Out the water. I love working with Mike and he used to pick me up every day and drive me to work when he didn't have to but that was our extra time together we would get to the shop earlier usually than (laughs) anybody else and do our day he worked right across from me we had so many inside jokes and we had our shit and our vibe and then it was like warm weather time and just like want to ride bikes to work together i'm like okay so he would ride his bike to my place and then we'd ride together yeah i love working (laughs) with mike so much he's a genuine fucking dude He he wouldn't let me mock the shop he came in what no dude what he, the fuck were you, so, were you really bad at mopping like, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not actually how useless were you at mopping <laughs> I, I he came in and i was one-handing it i was just like you know and like he had this thing when he worked at harvey's when he was younger where his moments in the mornings before the day started his favorite thing to do was mop he loved coming in he turned on the music and he mopped and that was his thing and I'm like, well, I'm the apprentice. I should, I should be doing this with a toothbrush. Like, this is my job. And then he came in one day, and I was just kind of like zoning out and one-handing it. And he went off. He's like, if you're not going to fucking mop straight, you're not. And he took it. And he took, <laughs> he took my right away to mop. So I felt like, well, what am I supposed to do? 
Dumb little oh, girl, you're gonna make a shitty wife. Yeah, you did make a shitty wife. Sorry, Max's husband. But... Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't know you were. Yeah, I was married for a couple years. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Don't marry Taylor. It's fine. <laughs> I really am. Shouldn't be on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. fucking great. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> All right. So apprentices, put time in, cultivate a relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't just ask for shit you don't deserve. And draw every day. Yeah, yeah draw every day. Every fucking day. Draw more yeah. than the person you're going to try and learn from. Yeah. Yeah. Prove that every you deserve day. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a huge thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of great tattooers out there. A lot of great new young tattooers out oh, there. You have absolutely. a lot of competition. Oh yeah. To get into tattooing nowadays, yeah. you know, it was very different when Dave and I started, you know. It's yeah. like all these people that are asking, it's like, man, we're tattooing people that are already good at drawing flash because they're trying to draw it all the time. It's like yeah. they're gonna get the apprenticeship first. But that's the thing, if know? anything, it's like yep. even though it is so oversaturated and there's a tattoo in every fucking building, um, you also have to work harder to even, you know, you always feel like you're not I don't know what the word is like existing. You're like, I gotta, I gotta feel like I'm, you know, people know who I am and I gotta like stand out. Like one of the biggest compliments in the world is if someone can tell it's my tattoo. If someone yeah, sees totally. my tattoo and they're like, that's a shame on tattoo. Like my heart bursts. I'm like, yeah. that's, you have to stand out and you have to push yourself because everyone can, everyone can learn to tattoo, you know, well, not everyone, but most people can learn, but it's standing out and doing something and being genuine and actually giving a fuck about it. And that shows, I think. You should, like, blow people away one day and use blue. I did a dragonfly! I saw that. The dragonfly was blue, yeah. dragonfly! (laughs) It was, like, a mini cap of blue. (laughs) I'm looking right now. Every time I do a blue tattoo, Morgan, who I worked with at Fountain's, like, did you use blue? And I'm like, girl, I am versatile. Oh, shit, look at that. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of blue. Aren't you proud? (sighs) Look how clean that is. <laughs> I'm always proud of myself when I use non-red because I'm like, see, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> can I ask you a trade secret? Yeah. What reds are you using? Oh, I use solid red. Solid? Fuck, I can't <laughs> use that shit at all. <laughs> yeah, solid infusion. Honestly, so with solid, um, there's only two reds, like just plain solid red and the super red. But when it comes to the darker tones, I don't use solid because I actually don't like them. They heal kind of more pinky. And then you kind of definitely see the difference between the two when you see them healed. Um, but I love fusion too. Fusion reds. Hmm. Um, and I use another, I can't remember what tattooer came out with it. It's a trad line, but it's from World Famous. Okay. Um, really great. But my main red, and everyone always asks me, is is solid red. And I also want to tell people too, when I they see again, they see my photos. I am using a polarized fill, um, polarized light. I'm using a CPL yeah. Get rid filter. of all the I'm taking glare, glare. stuff. Yeah. And when you take out yeah, yeah. the glare, it makes the red look a lot more punchy than it does. And like my clients know what their tattoos look like, but again, red doesn't glow naturally. And sometimes when you overdo it, so I'm, I'm going to use the podcast to say this right now. Stop over polarizing your shit. Because oh, it, it doesn't look normal. And my stuff, I've found a, a really nice balance, especially with red tones, where you're like, okay, and the black is no longer a glare, done. 
Yeah. But people overdo it to the point where it looks like a fucking sticker and it's like, okay, well, you know your client knows what it looks like. Like you're, you, it's called false advertising. You got to be honest. Totally. Yeah. So I always try to like, I posted a monarch from a couple of years ago, like right on the throat and Inked Magazine shared it. So it got like 3 million views. And I think half of those comments were people telling me I photoshopped it. They're like, this is fucking Photoshop. There's no fucking way. So I had to post a video <laughs> to show them. I'm like, I, I don't know what it's because it, it makes it look so bright and I get it, but I had to yeah. like defend myself. I'm like, yo, you guys, like if here's a video, like I don't know what else to yeah. tell you, but yeah, when you yeah. use that, and you use a CPL filter, that whole polarized film setup, it's great. It takes the glare off. You have to find a balance Yes, or else it looks yeah so oversaturated. Well, yeah. Like that, that Instagram <laughs> Uh, account. I don't know if it's active anymore. Tattoo Truth Fairy. You ever seen oh, that? Yeah. That's such a good one. Tattoo Truth it. Fairy, and yeah. yeah, like seeing some of them where it's not even like using polarizing, but where they've like overlaid their reference photo with the tattoo. Oh, fuck. Also, it's like what? Yeah. But that's why you have to be transparent on the internet if you're going to yeah. utilize the internet and use it to get clients and use it to be you know, relevant and all that shit, you also have to be transparent. So I always try to show healed photos and client photos and videos. Just be like, guys, what you see isn't always what you get. So you need to be open about that. So yeah. with the reds thing, totally. I'm like, solid red. It's a great, I fucking love that incline. It's great. But you always have to make sure like it does heal pinky and you got to, you know, compensate for that. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Top yeah. five tattooers. No. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mandatory. <laughs> Otherwise, you really? just leave this running. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're allowed to just blow smoke up your friends' ass. So, no Sid Dyer, no Shane Ford because you're getting tattooed by him soon. But he is one of my favorite artists. He is one you of can, my favorite. You can pick whoever you no want. Anthony Fleming. <laughs> but we're talking about Anthony, and Anthony's a great tattooer. So, everybody, go check out Anthony Fleming's work yes, on Instagram. He's, so good. he's super amazing. But. Um, yeah. Oh, this is not fair. But at there's all. like five tattoos that we haven't mentioned that you would put in your because everybody has more than actually five. Yeah, that's totally. Nice. Exactly. Like, and that's what know. I mean. So you can't regurgitate. Like I need to go through my list of people. Yeah. I couldn't I don't even like names I'm yeah. horrible with. Like I have no fucking idea. Um Tom Str Strong. Tom yeah. Strong Strong. Yeah, Strong. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Like yeah, totally. he was an illustrative painter too beforehand. Like amazing. Fuck, I suck at names. This is horrible. I'm going to say Ant again, because fuck you. Because he's so good. Okay? Like, he's, the reason why he has, like, the rights to, like, 90% of my body. So. Um, oh, I really don't like this game. That's the point. He's great, too. Oh, yes. And he's great. Yeah. Um, and, again, more of a trad artist, but she's been around a long time, too. So I actually respect her a lot because of that. Um, she's been tattooing obviously in europe which is just they're like 10 years ahead of us um yeah. oh fuck i don't like this at all on the spot sucks for me i don't know i there's so many people i'm trying to think of my, i'd have to literally go through my saved photos of like all the people i suck at this i'm horrible um <laughs> i always wanted to say everyone i know because i'm obsessed with my friends i think they're so good like anastasia powell is one of my favorite tattooers and she's amazing but it's funny. Yeah, Edmonton local. Check yeah, her out. Again, someone very similar to my work because she's illustrative and color and that stuff really just blows me away. Obviously, the king, Steve Moore. But yeah. I don't know. I've like, I look at like 
so oh um david goon is it goon shit don't get mad at me world i don't know his name what? david goon he's a japanese tattooer he's like can i show you him yeah look him up so good but like i always look at like more of a, like but i find that all of my favorite artists are always in europe like more of that new traditional like illustrative like those guys like those yeah, never yeah. Names. Oh, from I was gonna say, is he from Australia? Look at him though. Like, so much good tattooing coming out of Australia. Yeah, um, Tim, yeah. Tim the- David Lagoon on Instagram, people. Whoa, yeah. Yes, yes like insane. I know you won't be able to see that, Dave, but yeah, I got a phone. Um, <laughs> and then there's another one. Whoa, what the fuck? I know. Yeah, people, go check out David Lagoon, Lagoon on that's it. Okay. on fucking Tim, Instagram. Um, Tim Tiveria, who's also in Australia. Uh, absolutely. I see. I have to do this. I have to look up all because I have them saved on my phone. But I Tim Tiveria is just like he's insane. But again, you know, even Matt Cruzon, like those types of guys from Australia. Yeah. Like I can't wrap my head around what they do, but. Huge guys. And like locally, I mean, I can name off everyone I'm obsessed with. Of course. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You know, like it just, I actually, one of my, um, she owns Darling, Helena, who owns Darling Tattoos. Um, I met someone when I was, I think it was, I can't remember her name. I met another girl when I was there and I have yet to find who she was, but she was working there. And I don't know who she was and I wouldn't mean to get tattooed by You know, you could, you could ask Helena, right? <laughs> I could, but I'm like, I kind of want to put out like, a love letter. Oh, there you go. Four years ago in Halifax, you guessed it, a Darling Tattoos. I don't know who you are, but she is amazing. <laughs> and she wants to know you. <laughs> but no, honestly, it's really hard for me to pinpoint uh, my favorite artist, but like, I look at people who I've looked up to, like, you know, Heather McLean, and like, just people who, even in the Calgary area, like, of course. who I've looked up to, like, because of ACAD and like the world and like it's so funny in Calgary it's like ninety percent neo-traditional illustrative artists. You come here and there's like four. So yeah. it's it's such a different world. So I I was surrounded by some insane artists down there too, where I'm just like Yeah. I came up here and uh, and you know, you know, Brent and Brent Smith who owns uh, Fox Runner and Jessica Wright, like those guys are just I'm like I just bow down. I'm Yeah. They're just a different world. I know. So. I remember I tried to convince Jordan Ripstra classic tattoo years ago. I was like, dude, you should move to Edmonton because there's yeah. like no illustrative tattooers here. Like there's a couple yeah. and they do it's, great, it's but it's not a saturated market no. for that style here. Yeah. And it's like, you could definitely like do well. Cause she yeah. was talking about moving to Calgary. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why are you going to move to Calgary? That's like the most saturated for illustrative tattooing. Oh, and like, I mean, if there's nothing wrong with it, cause it no. does put a fire in your ass, but it's a completely different, like here I find it's supposed to be trad and like, realism i find a lot yeah, for more you know, a lot of realism lots here of trad too but yeah. uh which i can't even wrap my head around i have so much respect for trad because i'm like you have to take all the details out and still make it look like that <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, i have that black and gray realism guy that started with me a little while ago and he's one of those guys that like just prints out like the photo basically of yeah. like an animal and you can't actually see what the stencil yeah. looks like. And yeah. I just come in and I'm not even doing the tattoo and I have an anxiety attack. Cause yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. What is that? And he's yeah. like, it's, and then when he's done, it's just this giant grizzly bear. And I'm like, I didn't see that. Yeah. I don't know how people. Well, even since I started that. doing grayscale, my portrait stencils are different now. Like it's, I'm the opposite. I have maybe three lines. <laughs> yeah. Cause now I'm like, I'm just looking at the photo and there'll be like a line for the nose and a little dot for the eye and the rest. I'm just like, okay. Cause there's no point. Yeah. Cause I'm just gonna, it's weird. 
doing it has changed everything you can actually see it in my portraits from like a month ago till now how even my dog portraits and like pepper have just changed immensely because i'm doing it so different nice but it's cool well like rob hope says a stencil is just a suggestion yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just a suggestion i mean yeah <laughs> he, he literally is like i just do the stencil for the client yeah but it's not <laughs> and that is why I've done three script tattoos in my life. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, any big mistakes right. in tattooing other than bad heels? Um, yes. So for like, like actual like text ones, anything. So I, did you ever color something wrong? Like, like this oh, guy yeah. in oh, yeah. nautical stars? Oh yeah, I've done oh, that. Fuck. Actually, you know what I do now when I do any type of stars like that? I take like a mag and I just lightly hit it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You can do it on your stencil. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, you just mark it, it on your stencil. That's going in there. That's going in there. I know. But <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's, um, I haven't really done anything too. I mean, the cool thing about what I do is I can, another thing I was taught by Mike is on the fly, if you fuck up, have the confidence to fix it on the fly. Like, don't be like, oh shit. Like, it's like, no, now that has to, you know what I mean? Luckily, 9% of my tattoos are custom and my clients are chill. So if that ever happens, but I did do one thing. It wasn't my fault though, but it was. But she, it was her kids. It was her kids' birthdays. Oh, and, and it was like here, do my whole arm, and also can you throw ninety years in my sleeve? Uh. And I did the tattoo, and then I got an email later, and she was devastated, and she was like, "I gave you the wrong dates that my kids were born." And oh, I'm like, fuck. You know she got her husband to look at the stencil. She looked at the stencil, and I did it, and I still absorbed all guilt. I'm like, oh my fucking god! Like, I'm so sorry. She was good. She was like, I mean, well, she kind of has to be. I'm the one that that knew the dates and you didn't. And I, and I was like, I couldn't imagine actually knowing and still fucking this up. Like, I've well, never knock on wood ever had a spelling mistake or anything. But I also don't do script, hardly ever. So smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I work next to Dave though, who's like freehand script guy, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, I have no idea. So. But no, I mean, like, on the I, was fly, doing, I was doing some script in Ontario on this guy's rib, big, big script, like all the way down his hip and onto his leg. And his last name was like Jacksonville or something like that. And I get the stencil on. It's really big. He looks at it. He's like, I love it. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, I don't remember it being this big when I designed it for his leg. And I'm tattooing and I'm looking at the word and I'm like, Jacksonvilleville. Oh, fuck. Good Bill Fight. I caught it in time. <laughs> but instead of going Jacksonvilleville, it was just, there's something like that. Oh, Villain. Yeah. yeah. That was like the first spelling mistake I ever saw is when I worked at Art of Torture in Toronto and a guy came in, he was so angry. His tattoo said, Ken then Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Did he and have I'm a like, stutter? Yeah, as soon as, as soon as I fucking saw it, I just burst out laughing. I didn't even mean to. It was just like, but come on, hey, it was Art of Torture in 1992. It's like, yeah. He paid 20 bucks for the tattoo and he was all angry and shit. It's like, yeah, no, you're at the wrong place to be angry. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Awesome. This was fun. It was fun. Oh. Yay. Well, that's, a, that's been a great interview. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, super fun. I'm sorry if I've ruined it, but it'll be good. It'll be. It'll good. be the. It, it probably won't we'll get many views. Or... <laughs> we'll just box. put a box. Yeah. <laughs> a <black> yeah. box. <laughs> 
Episode oh, nine. Fuck. We tried. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, uh, no, it's been great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks. me. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm glad. It's nice to get to know somebody new. I looked up to your work for a little while now, so I'm glad you're not a total fuck up. Like that was always my big worry. Yeah. You like somebody's <laughs> tattoos, and then you meet them, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> I, have, I have people who meet me. They're like, you're actually nice. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> of course I'm nice. Like, just because I think also with women, like there there are some women who like have this like hardcore like defense mechanism about them and i'm just like a squishy teddy bear i'm really not i'm just yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny <laughs> well, i also don't think a lot before i talk and i feel really bad about that that's okay yeah that's why we get along that's why we tattoo yeah <laughs> it's true yeah. <laughs> i don't have to say sorry about it oh <laughs> uh, fuck all righty It was great getting to know Curly and this amazing guy that tattooed with one arm. You know, the customer had to stretch his own skin. So I did get blood poisoning from him twice. Twice? Yeah, twice. <laughs> Ed Hardy brought this whole uh, Japanese influence into American tattooing. Once Dave Shore come onto the scene, it was like tattooing completely changed. If anybody could say anything about greaseballed Japanese, it's fucking Dave Shore. Salty, piratey, bikery, just hard not to do. Man, he'd pull in on his chopper with the tattoos and the girls, and I mean, he was just like so cool, man. He captured vulgarity and pleasure and insanity and recklessness. Tattoo in the 80s or 70s. Just not the same, uh, yeah, you had to be a tough guy. I was scared shitless. Even though I was, a, you know, kind of a biker guy, these were bigger biker guys, you know? <laughs> I'm not totally sure you could paint the picture accurately to somebody now getting into tattooing about what it was like then. And the only reason I, f I would say or I feel that way, though, is because they might not believe you. We had the limo waiting for him with all the lines of blow lined up at the airport. This is the way we do it in Canada. <laughs> in like 80s, 90s, Paul, Paul Jeffries was like the king of tattooing. It wasn't just in Canada. Like, am I supposed to stop tattooing? Because if this is what I'm supposed to aspire to, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Each one of these old masters influenced groups of tattooers who in turn influenced other groups of tattooers.